This is the G220 Effect, and I am Steve. I'm tonight. And we're here. It's a new year. Bringing in a chair. You know, you know. No, I'm just joking. But yeah, we're here live thanking Jesus for another year, another opportunity to bring you the effect that we call the G220. Yes, it's no longer I who lives, but Christ that lives within us that we are expressing through this podcast. So we're excited for a new year and um, just to start off this series called Truth Be Told. The truth be told. We're going to put the truth in the booth. (laughs) We're going to start off this year by just continuing to be very intentional about following after truth. It is so important that we follow after truth and which is going to start off with actually a verse that we're going to start reading. So if you're home, you can go ahead and get your Bible out. Let's go ahead and open that Bible to Matthew 7, 24 through 27. If you're not at home and maybe you're somewhere and you have your phone, open up that Bible app and let's get in the word. And you know, it's funny i always say put out your ipad or your nanotech <laughs> no i'm just messing just pull out your phone if you have it you know you might be at work you might be anywhere just pull out your phone and go ahead and look at your bible matthew 7 24 to 27 therefore whosoever hear these sayings of mine do of them and i will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Wow. wow. Double wow, huh? <laughs> yeah, this is that's just the awesome word to start out with as we are talking about being intentional and following after truth because we see that if if you take heed, here here's a comparison. Jesus is talking about there's a wise man and there's a fool. <laughs> one. One is the one that takes heed to the word, which is the truth, and the fool is just one that doesn't build his house on anything that's good and his house falls apart. He's not taking heed of the word. And I give you why his house falling because he's taking heed to that lie, baby. <laughs> so we see here that Jesus is saying that if you build your house on, uh, uh, on, on a solid rock, no matter what happens in life, not nothing will shake it. And I like your um, analogy that you give, Steve, about how when you walk in truth, your path is straight. And you know something, what I, what I, the analogy is, when you walk in truth, you're always moving forward. And it may be spiritual, it may be natural, but you're always moving forward when you walk in truth. But when you walk in a lie, you always got to backpedal. You always got to cover every base, every step, because you got to cover the lie. Because one day the truth going to come out and people are like, is he lying or telling the truth? Or is she lying telling the truth? Because she said this one day and she said this another day. So you always got to have your mind ready and active to continue that lie. But if you walk in truth, your steps is always forward. You don't have to say nothing else because it's been said, it's been done. You don't have to, you don't have to cover it. You don't have to hide it. You can leave it out in the open and people can take it for what it's worth. But when you tell that lie, you're going to cover it. You're going to cover all the bases. You're going to be like, well, I told this lie, so I got to continue. I got to say this. I got to top. Then you're going to have to top it off. You got to lie upon lie just to keep the lie. Ain't that crazy? And so you go from one lie to 100 lies. 
instead of going for one truth and that truth stays and remains. Man. Yeah. And I, you know, often when we talk about the truth and things like this, it just makes me think about the disciples. We've been reading in the book of Acts and it's been such a blessing to see how the church came together and just to see how all these apostles um, were just walking in such truth. They, they, they were so convicted with truth that it didn't matter where they were. People were getting saved by the by the hundreds and thousands and getting healed and because there was so much truth in that. And I and I think of like Peter denying Jesus. <laughs> and he, thrice. And it wasn't just once. He denied him thrice, twice. So I mean like it's like wow, man. You know, okay. You gotta still get that lie out because I, I, I don't know, but when I fully know, so when I fully know, I know I'm walking. I'm good. I'm gonna take them steps forward. But when I don't fully know, I'm gonna constantly Take this step, and you know how you step sometimes, and you don't put your foot down. You're like, oh, okay, I'm not going to keep going forward because I don't really know. But when you know the truth, you're always going to take them steps confidently, knowing that I know that it's good. Yeah. But when you walk in that lie, you're always going to be cautiously walking, treading on water, as they say. You're always going to be looking backwards around you, up, down, left, right, all those different things, which... It's not beneficial because it leads you to what? Worrying. It leads you to concerns that shouldn't be there. It leads you to stressing out. It leads you to all these different avenues that God didn't have for you because the truth always sets you free. It does. John 8, 32. Then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. That truth, when you know it, it will set you free. And you can see it even in Peter. Later on, he's get, get, got filled. Don't even let us go there because now we're talking about the Holy Spirit. But now he's empowered to yeah. go and be a witness of Jesus. And yeah. he knows the truth way deep because the spirit of truth is, is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He is the truth that yeah. lives within us. And yeah. he's like, hey, this is the truth. So he goes out there and he's ministering the yeah. truth. When people are saying lies and they're saying, hey, this is this or this is that. He says, no, this is the truth. Yeah. And this is what the word says. Yeah. And us as believers, we stand on that truth and we build our house on a foundation of truth because we know that when we do that, we're living by what God says. Yeah. We're living by what God says is truth. There yeah. is an absolute truth. And that is the word of God for us as believers. So I wanted to read this definition in this article, Steve, that I, I read the other day and oh, it was, come on with it come on with it it was really really good it said that um truth is so it's giving a definition of truth it says truth is not subjective it is not a consensual cultural con construct and it is not an invalid outdated irrelevant concept truth is that which is consistent with the mind will character glory and being of god truth is a self-expression of God. And I mean, the article talked about how you cannot say, talk about what truth is without God in it. There's yeah. no way you can find truth without God in it. And, and that's amazing to me because if you think about science or things that scientists have searched and looked and, 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 and did research and spent years, they yeah. still go back to the fact that there is a truth. Yeah. And that truth is God, and God created all things. And let me take it a little further. When you read that first book, you know, that that um, Genesis, you read Genesis 101, and it talks about in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You know, so in the beginning, he created the heavens and earth. And I like the verse when he gets to where he said, let there be light. Did it not happen? So guess what? That's truth. It happened. So God always speaks truth. You know, so if he's always speaking truth, yeah, that thing is going to happen. It's going to 
it, it ain't going to not happen. It's going to happen. So just like us as the believers, when we speak truth, it has to happen. It has to happen. Guess what? Because it comes from a source of truth. Guess who? God, the, the Holy Spirit, you know, oh my goodness. And the source has always been God to now. And I remember us uh, looking at that new Tesla that's coming out that looks like a, like an SUV and just thinking, okay, there's this, all this technology, but it's all based on one source. God is the blueprint. In that Genesis, at the beginning, Genesis 1, he's creating all things. So yeah. in all things, the, it boils down to what he created. Without him, nothing was created. And that is awesome. And that's what truth is. So it can test any time. If you take the technology they use in Tesla or the technology we use in medicine and you boil it down to something, it boils down to who the source is. And that source is God. So it tests time. So don't you want to build your foundation on something that no matter what times are, it will remain the same? That is, that's the yeah. kind of truth that I want to base my life on. So my question is, why is the truth important? Why is the truth important? Why is it important? <laughs> we know God is truth. Yes. And, you know, we got a scripture just to define it for you. It's Deuteronomy 32 and 4. It says, he is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. Wow. He's and just and right? Just and right. Or just right? <laughs> he is just and right. And I love, we further go into now, John, now we, we believe unto Jesus because he's the one that restored our relationship with the, uh, the God of truth. And it says, Jesus says in John 14, 16, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So here God, Jesus is saying, I'm the truth. So if you believe unto me, there's truth in me. That's why he's telling us, hey, I'm teaching you these things so that you can build a house that can stand rather than lies. Because lies are going to come as generations go forth, as things change. Lies are going to come. Lies are going to tell us that this is what's, what's, what's uh, trending. Trending is like the new word right now. This is what's trending. This and that is mean that, that means that stuff ain't going to last. If it's trending, it's always going to fade away at some point. <laughs> but this truth going to always last. You know, it's never going to fade away. It said it would endure the test of time. You know, it would last forever. It will keep you. It will be there. You know why? Because it's all God. It's all God, you know, and it's the truth. It's the truth. And that's, and we, we, in our house, we try to make it a must that no matter what things come our way, we ask ourselves, what's the truth and what's a lie? Just by doing that and asking a God to help us and asking in our prayer, Lord, help us to know what is the truth in this situation? Because it might look like this in the natural and we had a podcast last time where we talked about, you know, what we see in the natural with our five senses sometimes can really fail us because what's in the spirit is what's true. You know, yeah. when 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 God gives us certain truths, those things are true, despite what we see on the outside. When he tells you that I will give you joy, peace, peace that surpasses all understanding. What does that look like in my natural? It might not look like what peace looks like. But the truth is, there is peace within me. There's an anchor who's Jesus Christ. That yeah. no matter where life takes me, I can stand and say, I have peace. And before I know it, as I meditate on that, and as I proclaim that in faith, 
that yeah. peace starts to manifest yeah. around me. I start to see peace. I start to have that inner feeling that I am okay. Everything's going to be all right because yeah. Christ is on my side. He said he's with me always. I don't yeah. care what it looks like. Yeah, and you know what's funny? That scripture is say the peace that passeth all understanding. Not a little understanding. Not a little bit I know. Not a little bit I, I, I won't. It said the peace that passeth all understanding shall guard your heart and mind. Man, so when you have peace, it's nothing that can shake you real peace. We ain't talking about in sub, substantial things or or things that you think that you can get peace from. You know, some people think playing a video game and they get peace from that. Oh, it's, it stimulates your mind for a moment. But, of course, when you stop, where's the peace? You know, so people think their peace is in cooking or or cleaning or 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 walking the dog, or, or running, or lifting weights, or or driving fast their car on the freeway when it's empty, you know. But these things are substantial because once you stop, you got to go to a different source, you know. So the Bible says the peace that passes all understanding shall guard your heart and mind. How does that look, peace guarding your heart? Because guess what? When the chaotic world or chaotic things is happening, you're still not shaking. You still, it still don't make or manifest itself in you. It still continues to be under you. And you know, so that's what we look at when we think about who we know is truth. And it's God. It's God. So his character, his will, his mind, that's an expression of what truth is. So when when we read the word and it tells us all these truth and that's what that's the series that we're going to be going through um, in in the next uh, few podcasts to come is we're going to be just talking about and defining some of those truths that we find in the word. What are some of those truths that we find in the word? We we find our identity that I think that's going to be our next one is talking about what is our identity? What is the truth about who we are? Yeah. Is it defined by the job we have or the accreditation we have? Is yeah. it defined by the family I have? Is it defined by the things I've accomplished? Is it defined by what others say I am? How is my identity defined? What is the truth? And you know what's funny about that? You know, I, we, we tend to look at what truth is in the word. And I wanted to bring out one of the first truths. The word tells us that we are made whole with salvation. So for those who say, I've given my life unto Christ, this thing is called salvation. I've given it unto salvation. I said, yes, and you, Lord, came into my life. And you saved me. And you saved me. And so I got scripture for you. It's Colossians. If you got a chance to write it down, it's Colossians 2 and 10 through 11. And it says this, and I think this could help a lot of people out when you know this one. Verse 10, it says, and ye are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power. So, you know, people say I'm an unfinished work. I'm undone until Christ come back. But how would that be so if he's saying I made you whole with salvation? Salvation is making you whole. That's that word sozo. Yeah. S-O-Z-O. I believe it's spelled like that. But anyway, that's that's the definition of salvation, yeah. which is to be made whole. And the scripture says you are complete. And so if the word is true, which we believe, it's the truth. So if you're complete in him, that means you just have to believe you're complete. You know, sometimes people say, oh, I got these knickknacks wrong with me. I got all these things going on. Yes, I love the Lord, but Lord, you're going to have to you're going to have to fix me. You're going to have to get me get some of this stuff out of me. I know I didn't be converted all the way. I know I got to do my part. And no, that's not it. 
just give it. Just give it unto him. Let him have it. He wants it. He didn't he didn't save you so he can give take half of the stuff. He wanted all the stuff. You know, take up your cross daily, as the words say. You know, take up take up your cross daily. And if you truly taking up your cross, these things will you will let go. And you know, I, I feel like this for myself. When I gave up my cross, I gave up everything. I said, Lord, here it is. But you know what took time for me to recognize that I gave everything up. And so for those who are struggling with giving things up, just give it up because he said you are complete. And because he loves us so much, that complete means you're done. You don't have to do anything else. It's already been done. And this is, and I like that you said that, Steve, because it takes us back to that John 8, 32. Then it says, then you will know the truth and the truth will make, will set you free. And I believe that a lot of people are not walking in freedom because they don't know the truth. They don't know the truth. Like the scripture that you just showed in Colossians, where it talks about that we are complete in Christ. We are complete. What is that? Let's just take time to really think about what does it mean that I am complete in Christ? If, if, if he's made me complete, then that means I'm lacking. Complete means everything is made full. So if I if I'm if I'm not believing that then that I'm believing the lie that there's some things that are lacking there's some yeah. things that need to be added yeah. there's some things that need to be removed there's some things that need no I need to really believe that I'm complete in him yeah. so I draw out of my completeness I don't strive to try to make something out of nothing no I just believe that I have it and I start to live it like that I believe that God says there's kindness in me and patience and self control Control. Self-control is a really good one that 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 we need to really know that that's within us. So if if he's made me whole, I yeah. have control. Yeah. I, I can't go and maybe I was an alcoholic. I can't do that whole 12-step program of the, they're telling me that I'm always going to be an alcoholic. That's not the truth. The truth is I, when I was made, when I accepted Jesus in my life, when I got saved sozo, I was made whole. And because I'm whole, yeah, naturally there could be some things that are still saying that I'm all these things but I believe the word the truth of the word that says I made a new creation I'm now a new creature or creation I'm a new creation so that means that all the old things have passed away okay my that nature of addiction has passed away physically I might feel it but I need to draw on the truth that I am made new Thank you, Lord, that in you, you are my strength. You are my shield. You are all these things. And when you draw out of that, it empowers you and you don't have to strive. And you know what's funny? It's like you have to constantly encourage yourself. If you still battle with those things, you have to constantly encourage yourself because guess what? Discouragement is the lie. That's the lie we tend to believe, you know, because guess what? The first thing we know is lies. It's not truth. And so when we get the truth, we, we have to understand that, the truth, it takes a process to get to know because guess what? It's built on relationship with who? Christ. And how do we get that relationship? By wanting it, by wanting to grow and wanting to know more about Christ and wanting to know who he is and all in this nature and all that good stuff. So true. And staying in our word too. Yeah. We got to say that. And being in the word so that you know what the word is saying. When you read things like you are complete, what does it mean? When you read things like I've given you everything pertaining to life and godliness, which is my favorite. Mm. That means that there are solutions to my problems yeah. that are biblical, that are truth. When it, when Jesus says in John 17, 17, I'm praying for my disciples. Lord, sanctify them in your truth, meaning set them apart in your truth and let your word 
purify them. I'm just paraphrasing using other words, but let your truth be the one that purifies them and makes them uh, 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 holy and, 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 and empowered. Yeah. So yeah. That's, awesome. that's what, that's, that's the kind of truth that we want to live by. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's funny that the, the, the second part of the scripture in Colossians, it's uh, the 11th chapter, the 11th chapter, the 11th verse. And it says, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made with our hands and putting off the body of sin, the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ. So what it's saying with circumcision, it means to cut. So it means something has to be cut off. So what's being cut off at this time is it's the things of the flesh. It's the things that, that, that tend to have us to believe it's true and it's a lie. And so when you cut off through a, a circumcision, it's, you know, if I want to be very graphic because of circumcision, it's dealing naturally. It's talking naturally, but this is talking spiritually. It's talking about being cut off from the things that you thought that were true and are not. And so you're getting to know the truth. So those things are being cut off, not with hands, but in the spirit. So you're beginning to know who God is, walking in relationship and what he wants for your life and what he has for your life. And where are you going in life? Ain't that something? What he has for your life and where you're going in life. It is it's all entailed in knowing what the truth is. And so it's it's good to know that as I continue on my march forward, which is walking in the truth, you know, that lie I once knew that was me. I don't he- keep having to sugarcoat it. I don't keep having to cover up. You ever notice when, like, I can remember, like, when I was younger, in my younger years, you know, you could lie to someone and when you lie to them, you tell them this great story about something and you're like, oh, they like the story. So I'm going to keep telling them more and more because they like it and the lie upon the lie. So you keep telling this story and then you get to a breaking point when the story don't make sense. And they're like, oh, OK. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, whatever. He's lying. But that's what the lie do. But when you tell the truth. People can see it for what it is and be like, even if they don't believe it, they're like, well, that's what he said. They can't say it's a lie because guess what? You didn't backtrack. You didn't cover anything. You just told him the story. You know, smart people, they'll ask you the story again and see if you're lying. <laughs> you know, but when you tell the truth, people just say they have to live with it. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. He told the story once. He told it again. You know, they can't say you lied. So guess what? Your testimony's intact. Your word is intact. So it's awesome. And it's it's even greater to know that we have been empowered to to live in the truth. Yeah. In um, Acts 1.8, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So now this is talking about how we have been empowered by the Holy Spirit to, to be able to live this truth. And we yeah. talked about how the apostles did all these amazing things and acts because they were empowered to go out there and just speak the truth. Yeah. That gospel, the truth of, of the gospel that you have, you are healed through Christ. You've made, you've been made whole through Christ. So you are empowered to live in truth. Living in truth shouldn't be something that's difficult to do or hard to do. Right. Yeah. You can live in the truth and be empowered to live in the truth and to to witness Jesus Christ through your life, through expressing who he is, who his nature looks like and what yeah. he is. You are empowered to do that. And the Holy Spirit will. I like what Steve always says that we, we have a knowing inside of us of what's truth and what's a lie. Yeah. 
in any given situation, we can tell what's the truth and what's a lie. You might not tell you might not tell what it is is a lie, but you know if it's a lie. You definitely know, like, okay, something ain't right. Okay. But okay, he's telling the story or she's telling the story. All right, I can go with it, but I know something ain't right. Or I'm doing this, but there's no truth in it. Yeah. I'm just doing this because it makes me feel good for the moment. Yeah. Or I'm doing this yeah. because it makes me look good. I'm doing this, but there's really no truth to it, but I'm gonna do it anyway. And for some of you some of you guys out there that need a word, you might be in a place doing something. And you might not be feeling fulfilled. So for you, you're just doing it because guess what? It's convenient. It's comfortable. And, you know, so I, I encourage you, find your truth. It's in Christ. Find that truth that's in Christ. Because guess what? If you don't have Christ, that truth can never be shown. You'll always walk in that place where you don't feel uncomfortable, where you don't feel like I'm in the right spot, I'm, I'm, I'm inadequate, or I'm I don't know. I don't know. It's never annoying when you're walking in not truth. But when you're walking in truth, it's always annoying knowing, okay, the next step. What's the next step? What's the next step? But when you're walking in a lie, it's always, oh, why am I doing this? Why am I here? Okay, nevertheless, you settle. You always begin to settle. There's always peace that comes with the truth because that is the nature of who God is. So, yeah. We're just going to pray for those that are out there. And we're just going to pray that this year will be a year that we continue to be intentional about following after the truth. And I love John 17, 17, because in John 17, the whole scripture, Jesus is just, I'm going back to it because it's so important. He's praying for the disciples. God, you've given me these 12 and these were the 12 that went and multiplied. Um, but he says, I, you gave me these 12 and Lord, my prayer for them is that they remain in unity. He talks about unity and that Lord, they it will be sanctified by your truth. It says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Your word, God, is truth. And he prayed that special prayer for them because he knew that they needed to be, uh, to have their house, have a foundation that's a rock that's solid, solid in the truth and the teachings and the sayings that he had taught them and that they will even learn more through the Holy Spirit when he comes. And that's why we have all this inspired word. All of it was the truth that that we were being given by the Lord so we can stand on that and build our house on that so that whatever that we do, it will be such a blessing to those around us because our house will be, uh, uh, it will be that city on the hill that they cannot deny that there's power there and there's light there. So, Father, we thank you. Thank you for um, your truth, Father God. Just like Jesus said that, sanctify us in your word for your word is true. Thank you for allowing the truth to be that voice that we hear the most, that truth to be the voice that we follow. Let us have courage to follow after the truth, that when the winds of life come, that we will look look, Father God, to see what your word says so and we can apply that word and build our house on what is true, Father God. We thank you for the truth. Let it sanctify us. Let it be the solid rock that we stand on. And we thank you, Lord, for everyone out there who's seeking truth. Maybe they're in life looking for what is the truth? What is the truth? Because in this generation, Father, there's so much that, oh, this truth is relative, but Lord, there's an absolute truth in you. And I pray for anyone who's seeking the truth, that they will find it in Christ Jesus. Find that truth in your word, Father God, and that they will stand upon that word and see how no matter what the winds of life will bring, Father, that their house will stand because that is what the truth is. So we thank you and bless you for this podcast. Everyone listening, those that have not received the Lord in their life, 
We just invite you right now that it says in the word that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus came on this earth and he lived on this earth and he died. Not only did he die for all of our sins, but he rose in power. He rose in power so that we can be empowered to live this life. If you believe that, then you, you, you just have to confess, Jesus, I believe. And let him begin to show you what the truth is and show you through his word what the truth is so that you can be walking in this life free. And that is all that is to it. And that empowerment comes from the Holy Spirit. It says in Acts 1.8, you're going to desire more and want more out of your life, more truth, more understanding. And that comes through having a relationship and and inviting the Holy Spirit to to live within you and to to, to show you what that life looks like. And all you have to to do is ask. Holy yeah. Spirit, I want yeah. more. Come in me and, yeah. and and let's do this life together. Yeah, and, and the ending part of that Acts part is you become an eyewitness of Jesus. You become the eyewitness of Jesus Christ, meaning that I was there. I'm there. And, you know, it's funny because as a believer, you know, people want to know before you get there to that point, how do I know Jesus is real? How do I know that he came? When you receive that power, which is the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, you know who Jesus is because now you are eyewitness of the accounts of Jesus, everything he's done, the miracles. Because guess what? Now the same miracles that he produced, it's in you. So that is the truth. So walk in that truth because guess what? You don't have to backpedal. Walk on a straight path. This has been the G220 Effect. We pray that 2020 will be blessed. We just decree blessings over you and just decree that you will, according to Ephesians, we love this scripture where it says that may your eyes of your understanding be opened, that you will know what is the hope of your of the of your calling in Christ Jesus, that you will get to understand and have more knowledge of who he is, and you will walk in amazing truth, and your life will be greater than you ever imagined in jesus name and join us next time when we will be doing the true identity in christ amen 